This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. September 13th, 1993, the South Lawn of the White House. President Bill Clinton stands between Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin and Palestinian Liberation Organization Chairman Yasser Arafat. They're standing behind a wooden table, the same one that had been used 14 years earlier on the North Lawn, when Anwar el-Sadat and Menachem Begin had signed the Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty. Rabin and Arafat have just signed the Oslo Accords, not a peace treaty, but a declaration of principles, a framework for further negotiations intended to forge a lasting peace between Israelis and Palestinians. Arafat, dressed in a formal olive military uniform and a black-and-white keffiyeh headscarf, extends his hand to Rabin for a handshake. Rabin hesitates for a split second, then slowly raises his hand, which Arafat grabs and pumps vigorously. The moment will appear on television screens and newspaper front pages around the world. Only a few months before, it had been illegal for an Israeli to even talk with a member of the PLO. Now, here was the Prime Minister, a former general in the Israeli Defense Force who'd fought in the Arab-Israeli War in 1948, shaking hands with the PLO's leader. That's why the agreement between a Middle East state and a Middle East people signed in the United States was called the Oslo Accords. The ban on contact with the PLO prevented negotiations, so Norway acted as a go-between. Secret talks began in Oslo in January. Israel didn't take them seriously enough to send an official government representative until May. Most of the deal was hammered out in August but negotiations continued until moments before the signing ceremony on the South Lawn. The night before the ceremony, Israeli diplomats objected to the use of the term PLO in the document's preamble. Telephone negotiations went on all night and into the morning. Finally, the Israelis agreed to the use of the term. The document signed by Rabin and Arafat had the word PLO handwritten back into it. What was in the agreement? The PLO recognized Israel's right to exist as a state. Israel recognized the PLO as representing the Palestinian people. A precursor to the Palestinian Authority was established, giving Palestinians a path to limited, interim self-governance in parts of the West Bank and Gaza Strip. And Israel agreed to withdraw from parts of the West Bank. What wasn't in it? Palestinian statehood the future of Jerusalem, which both sides consider their capital, the fate of more than 200,000 Palestinian refugees who'd fled during and after the Six-Day War in 1967, and the future of Israeli settlements. The hope was that the Oslo Accords had set up negotiations that would find answers to those questions. President Clinton. Now the efforts of all who have labored before us bring us to this moment. 
A moment when we dare to pledge what for so long seemed difficult even to imagine, that the security of the Israeli people will be reconciled with the hopes of the Palestinian people, and there will be more security and more hope for all. Arafat Rabin and Israeli Foreign Affairs Minister Shimon Peres were awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, but peace didn't happen. Israeli critics of the Accords didn't like the idea of negotiating with Arafat, who they saw as a terrorist, and they didn't agree with giving up control over what they call biblical Israel. Palestinian critics were angry that the PLO had recognized Israel's right to exist, without Israel recognizing the same for a Palestinian state. In 1995, a second Oslo Accord was signed. It's also called the Taba Agreement, and it similarly set up a framework for negotiations. Two months after that, Rabin was assassinated by an Israeli right-wing extremist. The rate of Israeli settlements in the West Bank tripled over the rest of the decade over the objections of the international community. Violence escalated in 2000. The Oslo Accords were replaced as the Mideast Peace Plan in 2002 by the Roadmap for Peace, proposed by the United States, the European Union, Russia, and the United Nations. It called for the establishment of an independent Palestinian state. It was never implemented. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your 